0: The year is 2021.
1: The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the Games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country
0: formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys, the underdogs, the battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon Minnows vs. the World,
1: colon Truck Ramp to Tokyo. Hello fans of laughter and casual fans of sports. (laughs) My name is Rig, and welcome to another edition of Medallica, colon Minnows vs. the World, colon... Truck ramp to Tokyo. I'm joined as always by my co host and second Coxman, Gus. How are you? <laughs> I've been uh, elevated. <laughs> what a promotion.
0: I <laughs> came into today as the fourth Coxman. <laughs> it's incredible. I am well. I mean, as well as you can be when you are effectively under house arrest. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, but having said that, um, there's nothing quite like uh, being locked into your home at a time where the greatest sporting event to ever grace the earth is just unravelling in front of our very (laughs) eyes (laughs) day on day. Uh, Yeah, I mean, now that all of the events are kicked off and I've realised that for all of the shit that we hang on Channel 7's commentary, their channel is incredible. They have 49 fucking Olympic channels, which means that if you have a penchant for the 49 kilogram judo and you just can't
1: live without it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sweat bullets no longer, it's there for you. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I know that we hang a lot of shit on Channel 7 commentary, so indulge me for a second while I hang shit on Channel 7 commentary. <laughs> now, I just want to... Y- y- look, you and I, we when we first started... Doing stuff together. When we first started dating, <laughs> things were a little rocky. <laughs> when we first started doing stuff at the old abandoned grandstand, <laughs> uh, you were such a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when we, one of the first things you and I ever did uh, on mics together was <laughs> still, still not so any better. Uh, was was commentating our our local footy clubs matches. Yeah. And so we and we've done it in in the years since, obviously, as long as we've been doing this show, and we, we'll sort of come back and do a, a couple of games a year. And you and I know that there are certain points that you need to hit in commentary. In a very, very high level view, there are two things that you need to knock over in commentary. One is the actual action unfolding in front of you. and then two is just random, Anecdotes, fun facts, stories, uh, human interest yeah. type stuff.
0: Yeah, the, the third, obviously, is to completely disorient the opposition. Totally.
1: I mean, that's more of an us thing. <laughs> Professional <laughs> commentators don't do that. Oh, sorry, I've always wondered why the call-up wasn't coming from Fox Sports. Yeah. So what I noticed when I was watching the hockey last night, uh, Australia versus Japan, yep. was that this guy, and this is what happens when you pick ex-athletes to operators commentators
0: horrible horrible idea every single
1: time this guy could not get the balance right and what i mean by that is that usually when there's like a lull in play uh, and depending on the uh, you know particular sport you're covering there will be a, a lull where there's sort of dead air that's when you bring out the human interest right yeah if there's no action going on. In hockey, I would say that would be movement towards the middle of the pitch where, like, they're just setting up the play. (laughs) In your expert
0: opinion of field hockey, Well, we
1: are now. It's day one. (laughs) Already armchair experts. But... Yeah, go on. Every time there was a move forward with a direct attack on goal was when this guy was choosing to do the human interest (laughs) and fun facts. So what would happen would be they would enter the 23-metre scoring zone and Australia would be attacking quite aggressively on gold. And Old Mate would be like, yeah, so anyway, uh, he's, he's quite an athlete, really tall guy, 1.86 metres. It's been a really long road to the Olympics, which is made even better by the fact and more impressive by the fact he's only got one testicle and it's another goal! It's another <laughs> goal for Australia! Wow, what a great attacking move. It's like, why would you not be building that up while it was happening?
0: Yeah, like, uh, you do have to strike the balance somewhere between... Spanish soccer commentator. Yeah. <laughs> Go, la, 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> For 94 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and the
1: uh, story that your mum starts that is just middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just like... Time and a place, and he was wrong on both counts. It's God, it's like, bad. Maybe do that when a fucking timeout happens, <laughs> or at like quarter time, or like you know at the instant replay. <laughs> like, why? Ta- like, if someone's attacking on goal, tell people that <laughs> they're attacking on goal. It's the best, and it also does raise a
0: very important point, which is that the commentators for the Olympics are primarily just all-sport commentators. So they, they bring in mm. uh, your Bruce McEvaney's, yeah. your Joanna Griggs's, uh, who have a top-line understanding of most sports, but yeah. like a finite, they're, they're mostly yep. a racing commentator yeah, or a yeah, footy yeah. commentator, et cetera. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they're just thrown to the wolves with some of these sports. And in that same vein, I was watching the skateboarding this morning. Right. <laughs> 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 to call this the most underwhelming sport to debut at an Olympics in a long time is a fucking global understatement Yeah, because the combination of one... Skating being a counterculture, and I think competing at the Olympics might be the lamest thing you could do as a skateboarder. Yeah, they can't figure out how to incorporate their country's identity and streetwear, so they <laughs> end, end up looking fucking insane. The Canadian guy looked like an apprentice sushi chef. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed dressed in white, white head to toe, with a blue and white checkered headband and checkered cuffs. I'm like, you dead set came out of the kitchen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, then the he just it does a fucking grind on a rail and then flips shrimp into your mouth. <laughs> it's the best. And the uh, the American
0: kid is uh, just straight off the beach, like he's wearing like American flag shorts. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, like you look like you come from a kegger, straight from Venice Beach, <laughs> totally. But also the the skateboard uh, street in inverted commas event, yeah, is. It's been ruined by the fact that we grew up playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, <laughs> which involves uh, some of the greatest tricks ever known to man. But and the greatest pop-punk the... songs of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. And seeing... Uh, guys skate at what looked like about 10 k's an hour not inside an aeroplane hangar was incredibly disorienting (laughs) (laughs) and also shit i turned to crackle and i was like is it just me or is this really bad and she's like this is the least interesting thing i've ever seen (laughs) Uh, and she's seen our videos (laughs) (laughs) and and she has watched skating prolifically (laughs) across the years (laughs) But also the commentators, at the same time, yeah. you'd think that if there's one person that you would just get for all commentary to do with skating, or at least as a judge, it would be Tony Hawk. Yeah. It ju- doesn't matter what the cost is. That's yeah. like a, a talisman role. Yeah. And instead, the commentators were the guys that normally do the sailing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which- You have to stand in that as well, don't you? <laughs> it's transferable skills that's it best foot forward uh,
0: <laughs> and so just the facts the same shit that was sort of coming out it was so banal because they've got some bloke and uh they've got uh my my personal crowd favorite uh the canadian chef mickey papa <laughs> who's 30 and the facts about him were like well he uh really had to go the long route to get here um He's not really a shot at a medal, but he is workmanlike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how are you a workmanlike skater? Then I see him do one trick and nail himself in the dick. Oh. <laughs> if you've just come to the Olympics and you look down and you go, "This is it," I'm uh, skateboarding is a new sport, so we've really got to make it look good so it stays. And the first thing that anyone does in skating at the Olympics is you cracking your junk on a yeah.
1: rail. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's that's the opening image of skating yeah. at the Olympics. But the other thing I find about commentary, and, you know, you touched on it as well, where it's like they usually team up two sorts of people. One is the professional commentator who has a top-line understanding. The other one is an ex-athlete who knows way too much and alienates the viewer. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> watching gymnastics, some, you know, guy from the f- country formerly known as Russia is up on the rings, and all the moves in gymnastics are like really bizarre because they're named after people. Yeah. So it's just like yes, goes from a Johansson straight into a Yamamoto, <coughs> and it's uh, <laughs> he's the done a he's, sitting Yamamoto. Yeah, he's just done a done a, <laughs> a, a double Rachmaninoff. and and you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? At one point during the uh, <laughs> during the hockey, uh, Australia scores a goal and. I know nothing about hockey and so many people will be watching Olympic sports that they never watch usually. Oh, totally. And one of the commentators goes, well, that's why they call him the drag flip king. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) what the fuck is a drag flip (laughs) and who calls him that?
0: (laughs) And and third, what sort of a monarchy is this? (laughs) Is there
1: a queen as well? Is there a full court of drag flips? It's like prom. It's like, and your drag flip king and queen are and they have a dance with sticks. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. He doesn't even go here. No. Anyway, so right. we—I mean—we're—we're now—we're going to go into our one of our flagship segments because minnows were in action and there were medals to be given out: gallium, steel, brass. What have you got, mate? It is big movers on day one of uh,
0: of the games. I only
1: take shakers.
0: <laughs> you're you're a lattice sort of guy. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's an exciting start. It's very tight, obviously. There haven't been, uh, been that many uh, events thus far, but enough that we can see some seriously uh, competitive um, stances at the top of the, of the rankings Good. for the minnow medals. Out to an early lead is the great minnow nation of Bhutan. Yes. With two galliums. Two galliums—that has to be archery, surely. Uh, one of them was taekwondo. Really? Yes. So, yes. Uh, so, so, Bhutan—the uh, air pistol. Um, they uh, they took out a gold in a uh, gallium, sorry, and then uh, in the judo <laughs> gold. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> 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 we would not be uh, doing a a mino medal recap if Bhutan mm. just won gold. Oh,
1: I'd be fucked up. <laughs> I would be ten beers deep if Bhutan (laughs) won a gold. Just for people who are wondering what we do do when
0: people break the golden duck, we basically fuck our livers sideways (laughs) (laughs) in celebration and then go viral in the country that just won. (laughs) When Fiji broke the duck at Rio, we trended in Fiji (laughs) for 48 hours.
1: Yeah, didn't we work it out? Like 2% of the total population of Fiji liked our post. 20% of the total oh.
0: population. <laughs> you didn't ca- I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> <didn't> I forgot <laughs> to divide. You didn't carry the one. <laughs> um, but yes, the, uh, the judo and uh, the air pistol. But probably the biggest story to come out of yesterday in the minnow medals was Eritrea. Good. They took out both the gallium and the steel in the road cycling, the top two podium positions. Love that. Tore it home with calves of steel. Jeez. Uh, and with obviously the uh, noble nation of Burkina Faso taking out a brass in the road cycling. Oh, so I love that. So all, all of those are, uh, are turnips and, and unex, unexpected, not Bit, turnips. No. <laughs> all three of those competitors were literal
1: turnips. Yeah. <laughs> you've never lived to. you've seen a turnip <laughs> ride a road bike. Big showing for Africa. Yeah, it's Love a, it, that. It,
0: it's enormous, and uh, and the hits kept on coming. Uh, Papua New Guinea, uh, yes. notched up a gallium in the weightlifting. Bangladesh, obviously in the archery, they were very short to to take that one out in the mixed. Mm. And then uh, we had we've had some joint galliums, have we? We have. We are uh, we've had in the women's judo, the forty eight kilogram uh, division. Nepal, Nepal and Malawi uh, both took out a joint gallium. So what we want to do here is decide, in the people's sense, are joint galliums a thing? Or do we want some kind of tiebreaker to separate uh, the galliums from the steels or the steels from the brass?
1: Or do you just do what the Olympics do and... Two galliums, you, they no just, steel. They, 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 yeah, they brass. just they just raised two flags, and our version of that would be to just play both national anthems concurrently <laughs> over the top <laughs> of each other <laughs> at the same time. In at a, the same time, <laughs> while
0: DJ Snake fucking canes them together in an all-time <laughs> mashup.
1: So we'll play that right now. How good. <laughs> that took me so long. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> it's well, coming that... from a guy who made 40 seconds of footage take five hours. <laughs>
0: yeah, as someone with a music degree, I can say that the product does not reflect the effort. No. <laughs> Anyway, so that's uh, that's the way that we'll be running. That is that joint galliums, and then uh, obviously if there's uh, if there's a third, then they'll just get brass immediately. There is no third in the women's judo forty-eight kilo because both Nepal and Malawi were caned <laughs> in their <laughs> elimination <laughs> round to the tune of ten zip. Both oh, <laughs> brutal. It was a, a, a rough showing. Uh, but at the same time, in minnow terms, a gallium showing. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's really the theme of, uh, of what we're talking about with Tokyo, is if you rock up and live, you're a fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're there on game day with a pulse <laughs> and a fully functioning <laughs> set of lungs, holy
1: shit, saddle up, fellas. I got a heart goes out to the athletes who you know sometimes you yeah you know, there are a lot of athletes that go to the Olympics and they never get off the mark right so judo absolutely goose egg right when you when <laughs> yeah, you go there yeah. but at least in most Olympics you're there for a two week party and fuck everything that moves oh yeah this Olympics you finish you go home <laughs> you're that immediately is so shit. <laughs>
0: It's, you read the thing about the Ugandan weightlifter who didn't want to go home, so he just fucked off. He, he was found 100 k's from Tokyo hiding in a village because he didn't want to go home. Oh, my God. And I get that because the Olympics are the best. Yeah. But also, it's pretty fucking clear. They've been like, guys, once you've tried to fuck on your cardboard beds, yeah. <laughs> and you've made a macaroni necklace out of frangers, get on the plane. Yeah, exactly. Look.
1: I don't know are they even giving out dongers this year all i know they are
0: 160,000 dongers yeah, have right. been distributed across the village but also with uh, the express view from the organizers that they are ornamental
1: yeah, fair enough. So I, I don't
0: think that means that they've gone around and ceremoniously pinpricked the fuck out of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rendering no, them totally useless. There
1: is going to be absolutely no chance that they're going to hit the heights of Rio where athletes averaged 42 dongers per person. Oh, my God. And you know that the swimmers
0: were responsible for 98% of absolutely. those. Absolutely.
1: The endurance and stamina they must
0: have. Oh, my God. And, and that's it. The story usually in the second week of the games is just reading reports of swimmers having an orgy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Booze and drug fueled orgy going, I don't care if I get wiped out by water, I just won 19 gold. Because no no swimmer (laughs) seems to ever win one medal. They're like, you look over and their neck is snapping from the pure weight of the
1: fucking silverware (laughs) that they're taking (laughs) home on the plane. It's dead set like a European who only knows one language. If you only have one medal... (laughs) This is ridiculous. But no, you're exactly right. The, usually the the Olympic village is overrun by triangular-shaped fucking <laughs> wide-shouldered lanky people who are fucking like rabbits. <laughs> and whose tolerance for alcohol is none. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you haven't lived until you've seen a guy who's 198 centimetres go down after a cruiser. Yeah. Just absolutely eat shit on the road outside the village.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Chicks have one appy spritz and they're fucking (laughs) off to the races. (laughs) But um,
0: anyway, yes. We
1: we digress. (laughs) Slightly,
0: but we're still kind of on track. But yeah, so just to cap off the Minnow Metal update, in first place is Bhutan with two gallium, second place Eritrea with uh, a gallium and a steel, and in third place is or an Equal, uh, second is Nepal with oh. a gallium and a steel, so it 's tied up the top.
1: I love all of those countries. the fact that they 're like at the top of the table amazing
0: <laughs> it's it's phenomenal, and the celebrations have already begun in Moldova, where they have a brass. Great. <laughs> started early. They, they have. They started on day one and they will not stop after the mixed archery <laughs> yielded a delicious brassy treat for <laughs> them late, late on day one. However, it is now time to turn our attention to the minnows who are competing for the ultimate glory in the next 24 hours, which means it's time for... Minnow Watch!
1: It is the Occam's razor of stings, that one. (laughs) It's short, sharp, effective. (laughs) Oh my God, are you the guy from the Minnow Watch sting? (laughs) I would love if someone came up to me on the street and said, actually, don't come up to me on the street. (laughs) Stay the fuck home. I'm not on the street. So... (laughs) (laughs) How did Rig get COVID? Well, someone came up and screamed Minnow Watch at him. (laughs) All the droplets went straight into my (laughs) mouth. So, Minnow Watch, uh, tonight one of our feature athletes is getting his campaign off the mark. It is Lee Zegia, LZJ. LZJ all the way. Call him that because he is like a young LeBron James, (laughs) but like LeBron before he won stuff. So... (laughs) Like straight out of high school first year LeBron Everyone's <laughs> yes. like wow this dude's good But also won nothing <laughs> So LZJ He gets off the mark tonight 7.40pm for those watching at home If you want to really get the juices flowing With some badminton And he's going to be taking on Young Ukrainian challenger Pokterov, who oh, I hate Who didn't even bother learning his first name Because I'm like I don't need to You're going down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is where it's at LZJ is seated nine. Uh, he's seated. He's put his seed in nine people. <laughs> it's day two. Gross. Fucking machine. <laughs> you are so cockman. single. Cockman. LZJ. <laughs> Pro- no. Primary Olympic cockman. <laughs> <laughs> that usually doesn't happen till day five. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase. He's seated ninth. <laughs> yeah. Per- perfect. But people are expecting uh, a lot for uh, from him. But reckons it's a wide open field. Uh, this badminton. Um, competition during these olympics so really excited to see him go for it tonight
0: you'd expect that someone seated ninth would say that it's
1: a wide open field because if it's not then they're going to come ninth i reckon ninth is a really really good place to be because no one's really expecting stuff from you yeah it's perfect perfect place yeah exactly and whereas you know a lot of people and i'll touch on this in our apocalyptic segment but heavy is the head that wears the crown (laughs)
0: Broken is the neck that Phelps has. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, if you want to tune in, then just jump on to your seven plus and uh, trawl through all of the other bullshit that's happening um, because (laughs) it is just shockers. This schedule that I'm looking at is like a Swiss train schedule. (laughs) (laughs) like, how the fuck are we going to keep up with all this? It took me two hours to do the Minnow Metal Tally today. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nine times the events tonight. I'm just going to not
1: sleep. (laughs) Run on pure (laughs)
0: no-dose.
1: So, yeah, make sure to get that on tonight. It might be listed as Malaysia versus Ukraine. Look, you guys aren't idiots. Just <laughs> find it, and you'll learn something about badminton. I know I will. <laughs> it's which will be anything because currently my knowledge base is zero. Zero. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm seeded zero. <laughs> <laughs> you are gross. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the only major minnow in, in action uh, for tonight. We obviously do have, as the games go on, just a verifiable cavalcade of uh, minnows that are going to be coming at you. But tune in at 740 uh, avoid all of the blue ribbon swimming events and instead watch Malaysian badminton is the
1: advice that we're giving <laughs> <laughs> you. Don't watch the boomers play basketball. <laughs> Certainly not. I want you to turn that off at half time and get right into the badminton. That's
0: <laughs> it. Also, it's a foregone conclusion because some Aussie bloke's name is Elijah Winnington. Like, <laughs> as if that bloke wasn't bred for the Olympics. <laughs> His parents are just gone. we're changing
1: our last name. This kid is going to be Hollywood-esque. Which is in direct contradiction to Argentinian volleyball player, (laughs) Agustin (laughs) Loser. Literally, L-O-S-E-R. I love this from news.com today. You give this man a raise or woman a raise. At 1.98 metres, he is the biggest loser at the games. (laughs) (laughs) Loser by name, loser by nature. They went down to the artists formerly known as Russia 3-1 yesterday. Oh, Mark, talk about parents who are destining their kids for whatever fucking hell. No wonder they lost. They looked up into the stands. And there was just that
0: fucking baseball bear <laughs> <laughs> screaming and throwing fucking rocks at them. Oh, so good. Wow. Yes. Uh, so speaking of goings on at the games, it's time to dive into our new segment, Apocalypse Now.
1: Olympics now!
0: Wow, for anyone battling a hangover, we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> that is a straight forty amp
1: battery to the heart. <laughs> you can kick us off, mate. What do you got? So, Apocalympics is very much a subjective term. We, when we first, <laughs> it's not. It's very finite. Well, no. Uh, what I mean by that is that when we first started it for Rio, we were like, "This games." is fucked. <laughs> and it had like a literal jaguar off the leash. <laughs> got shot by, the army, <laughs> got shot by the army in front of children. And we were just like, it had green pools, it had everything, right? Yep. But apocalympics can be subjective for certain teams and why I bring that up is because we love minnows winning, but we also love large nations losing. <laughs> and Day one's biggest loser was the United States. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know it. this, but the United States failed to gain any medal on the first day of the Olympics for the first time in 50 years. Yeah,
0: I did know that. It's a, it's a fantastic fact. It's, it's one of those facts that you, uh, you wrap your arms around and you just hold it tight. Yeah. Because these are the days that you just want to savour.
1: Yeah, this is what is going to help me sleep tonight. Like <laughs> You're it's a famous just, insomniac. People, I am. People scream and minnow watch at you <laughs> on the street. <laughs> but it's just amazing how this could happen. And for any of our listeners in America who might be a bit miffed by this and might be thinking to themselves, fuck you, like you could do better. That's the point. <laughs> I couldn't do better. <laughs> but also I literally could do no worse. <laughs> than fucking not getting a medal. Correct. Because I can also not get a medal (laughs) on day one of the Olympics. (laughs) Every Olympics in existence,
0: Rig, that you've been alive for, you've never medaled. So So I am
1: like Team USA. (laughs) You're Team USA.
0: God, it feels good. Right right now, this uh, this does remind me as well. I uh, got a message from a fan after we'd recorded yesterday asking uh, whether we'd found any undoped Russians for you to compete (laughs) against yet. (laughs) Uh, And my response was, there are no undoped (laughs) Russians. (laughs) The limit does not exist. (laughs) But if you are listening to this and uh, you are... O'Fay with friends with neighbors with a Russian Olympic athlete who is not currently on steroids, <laughs> then please point us in their direction. Yeah, and stop lying. Yeah, you fucking absolute. <laughs> now we'll take them on and synchronize swimming. <laughs> that's it, that's gonna happen before the end of these games. It's either gonna
1: be an actual Russian or a fucking black bear. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> You're getting in the pool with someone. I just, but the the great thing about this whole Team USA thing is the absolute meltdown that the media are having over there. Yeah, they're not loving it. They're just like, hey, uh, breaking USA wins no medals to open Summer Olympics first time since 1972. We used to send our best. Hashtag end of the lesson. (laughs) How's how's this red-hot fucking take from Governor Mike Huckabee? If they were giving medals for kneeling during anthems, we might be winning some.
0: Oh, gee.
1: <laughs> what that.
0: a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> My God, that guy has only barely hit his hood from that photo. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hanging out of the
0: back pocket just like a white handkerchief.
1: But, uh, yeah, during, during the old reverse, Minnow did a lot of these... US athletes, including archers who were ranked number one and two in the world, uh, a shooter who was ranked number two in the world Oh, good! failing to get any sort of medal. You love to see it. (laughs) You really do. And realistically, there's another
0: reason that the US Olympic team may be very, very salty as athletes, and that's because the US government has instituted a program heading into this Olympics (laughs) which is called The US Gold Rush scheme. They're paying their athletes 37.5 grand for winning gold for every medal, 22.5 grand for silver, and 15 grand for bronze. Shit. Fucking cash. That's how much money these assholes have. That's is that insane. Michael Phelps, if he was to repeat what he's done at previous Olympics here in Tokyo, would have a Sydney house deposit yeah. by the end of the game. Not even
1: a full house. <laughs> not just not the deposit.
0: What is this housing market? <laughs> Michael Phelps would have a fancy doorknob.
1: <laughs> he would be renting a car space. <laughs> Six months, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is he, made of gold? Oh, God. And <sighs> what have you got, buddy? Okay, so <laughs> I'm taking us back to the source <laughs> of all things terrible, Tokyo Bay. Now, the Tokyo Organising Committee cannot get a break <laughs> on any front because, as we've already discussed... Not only are they battling a biblical plague, <laughs> <laughs> they're also battling a biblical cyclone.
1: <laughs> what book was that in? Uh, Mark <laughs>
0: I think it was in Psalms. <laughs>
1: it was Isn't a limerick. Isn't Psalms where <laughs> they drop fresh beats?
0: No, no, it's the limericks. <laughs> they got silky the book sm- of the book of limericks rhymes. and haikus. Yeah, the BMX freestyle book. Hold the phone. Here come a cyclone. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, now it's all coming back to me. (laughs) Uh. Sam's dollar sign, colon 12. (laughs) So, Tokyo Bay is already a toilet. (laughs) However, right next to it is the only official rowing course, the only international standard rowing canoeing course in the whole of Japan. The one thing that they need to do to make sure that a rowing course is flat is to stop the waves coming back onto the course and creating chop. It needs to be basically like an an insular man-made river. So what they've done is they've put up basically all of these dam breakers uh, that uh, hold all of the water in place. So two days out from the games, they're like... All right, everyone go out, do the checklist. It's fine. We've already noted the bits that are fucked. It's fine. Just come back and and hand in your reports and we can say that everything's ready to go. Yeah. And whoever's in charge of the rowing course comes back and is like, small problem. All the dam breakers aren't there. (laughs) (laughs) Stolen in the night. They almost were stolen if you were to look at a massive, (laughs) Huge, enormous plague of oysters (laughs) (laughs) as thieves because what has happened is that as with everything in Japan, shit has gone comically south (laughs) and massive prehistoric oysters have attached themselves to these dam breakers and sunk them. What? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Fourteen tons of oysters Holy have, across shit. the couple of months leading up to the Tokyo Olympics, been fucking like rabbits on these dam breakers. <laughs> <laughs> And have become so populous that they have sunk the boys right to the bottom of the bay, which, as we know, is filled like a toilet to the brim with shit. (laughs) So so then all of a sudden, this massive operation starts, which (laughs) ends up costing a cheeky $1.28 million (laughs) to dredge everything and remove all of these oysters. They just turf the fucking oysters and they're like, great, well, now, now we're sorted. Then a day later it comes out that there is, uh, yeah, maybe something that they've missed, which is that the gigantic oysters that they've just pulled off of the boys and uh, then put straight into the bin or into some kind of uh, hilarious animated landfill in Japan... <laughs> <laughs> Wild Pokemon cramming fucking <laughs> junk into incinerators. Are you sure it was oysters and not cloisters? <laughs> it was Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> they were here the whole time, hiding in plain sight. <laughs> so anyway, it turns out that this were, the oysters that were attached to the boys were a very specific delicacy in Japan that go for tens of thousands of dollars a kilo. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Tokyo's possibility of uh, turning a very bad situation into a, <laughs> a full-blown oyster mine yeah. has gone right down the toilet <laughs> <laughs> that they came out of <laughs> as they've lost again <laughs> and the public are laughing at them again, <laughs> being <laughs> like, look, I'm not saying I wanted to eat one of your toilet oysters... <laughs>
1: But, <laughs> you, you toysters.
0: But you should have at least tried to sell them to <laughs> foreigners. They
1: don't know any better. They don't know where these came from.
0: <laughs> it be like all fish markets. Just tell them they were fresh. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Just tell them it was fresh this morning. Yeah,
0: that's it. How long have these been here? A few hours. <laughs> where are they from? Tokyo. Eat them. <laughs> Oysters, size of a car, get around <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, I, I just I feel like someone has walked under the biggest ladder of all time in Tokyo yeah, while stroking a gigantic black cat covered in oysters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it's just horrific uh, luck, isn't it? The c- and just incompetence. Yeah, I
0: think it's I think it's also incompetence, so I don't feel bad. Uh the, the cyclone <laughs> it's, is Literally hitting ground today in Tokyo.
1: Christ.
0: Yeah, tough times. This is going to get a lot, lot worse before it gets better. (laughs) It's like an 11am presser from Gladys. (laughs) (laughs) Can't, Can't wait for this to get worse. Oh, God.
1: Well, that is pretty much all we have for today. If you want to be a sponsor of the show like the good old Spectre Drone Services, which, by the way let me just say, is a fantastic way to surveil things and potentially organic matter. So if you need to fly a small helicopter with photo capabilities and video capabilities, asterisk, Steve, please just let us know, then you should enlist the services of Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services, fucking get in touch. <laughs> Yeah,
0: we're the shadows that lurk in the background of your life, ready to <laughs> film shit for you. <laughs> Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services, we're always watching.
1: <laughs> Spectre Drone Services, more than an illusion. <laughs> Spectre Drone Services, that buzzing you can hear while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But if you want to become a sponsor, please do head over to the best... Website ever created? When I was hungover, it is gusandrig.biz where <laughs> business goes to live and I. And I. That is dot b i z. my god! Z for the Americans who have tuned out after I lambasted. <laughs> <laughs> Their team for winning no medals.
0: But tuned back in when they found out that it's 40K for a gold medal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've done more for the obesity rates in America in 40 minutes (laughs) than their government's done in 50 years. (laughs) And make sure to get in touch with us on Instagram. We are at Gus and Rig G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or Medallica, one word, all on Facebook.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that is all we have time for, mate. I've got to go and uh,
1: contact our printers and get my uh, bootantilising print run going. (laughs) And I've got to go and tell every single person I know that I am just as successful as any athlete on Team USA. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you, Cheers.